is the Big Church Podcast. Praise God. It is so good to see each and every one of you all here this morning and those that are tuning in online back to our live at 1030 service. Uh, woo, woo, woo. That was a whoop, whoop, wasn't it? But we're just so glad that you're here with us today. And just want to say thank you for everyone who came out and supported breakfast with Santa yesterday, uh, yesterday morning. I heard there was the most awesome Santa that... <laughs> in the world that showed up yesterday and but you know I'm anyway I'm going on but next week hey this is our third unity service I want you to look around is there someone here that maybe you've met for the first time since we kind of been coming together is anybody can anybody raise their hand up maybe I I really didn't know them before all right we got a few hands up that's what the the whole idea of this service was is to get you guys to know someone in first or second service but guess week next week is big Christmas it's your whoop whoop time. Here we go. Whoop whoop. We're going to have two services, one at 945 and the other at 1130. And, and listen, let's make it a chance to go out and, and to really invite someone to come out. We're going to have all the chairs out. I want to see this place filled, not just for numbers sakes, but you never, if you get, if you expect what you always expect, you'll always get what you expected. But if you expect to, uh, to, to invite someone to church, you may say, they'll never come. Well, you might be wrong. They may just say, hey, I'm going to come with you on Sunday. You know, Christmas and Easter are the two most religious holidays. Everybody goes to church on those two days. So this is going to be your opportunity for have two services next week to get your friends, get your family, get someone in here that normally is there. Who's going to do that? All right, half of you. The other half, we're gonna, I'm going to work on you. Here we go. Who's excited about Christmas? Who's excited about Christmas? Who has watched a Christmas Hallmark movie so far this year? Okay. Oh, Lord, gee, we're going to have to have a bad altar call here in just a few minutes. Talking to my friend, who I will, need, who I will leave anonymous, Bobby Wingfield, he said that he came up there that he loves watching Hallmark films, uh, especially around Christmas. And I said, dude, I used to like to hang out with you, but I don't know anymore. Come on. Everybody can predict a Hallmark movie, how they end, the middle of them, or the, or, you know, you all know what happens in the Hallmark movies. Bobby, I'll pray for you. <laughs> Who in this place likes Christmas music? <laughs> Man, I am outnumbered bad today. My idea of torture is to put me in a room and pipe Christmas music in there 24-7. You wouldn't have to do anything else to me but just do that. Now listen, I'm not talking about what happens up here because this is good Christmas music. Worship team, this is good Christmas music. I love this kind of stuff. But, you know, the chestnuts roasting on an open fire. That's my best... That's my best Michael Bubbly there for you. Some of that stuff, I'm just like, Art, can you just please? I'm never listening to your radio station again because it's 24-7. If you like Christmas music, drop it in the comments which one you like. Anybody have their favorite Christmas song? Michael Bubbly, he said over here. Um, I, you know, uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer is a classic, and it's a good one. 
But you know, really, I'm not a fan of Christmas music. And, and the reason why, we have a lot of songs that are about uh, Jesus and the song, Mary, Did You Know? And angels we have heard on high and shepherds and wise men, they all got a song, didn't they? But I'm preaching to you this morning about a man named Joseph. You don't really hear a lot about Joseph, and he's only mentioned seven times in the Bible as a whole. And there's not much about him in history. There's a little, but not a ton of stuff out there. But the title of my message today is this, I didn't see that coming. Let's go to Matthew 118. Our whole theme of this, of this Christmas time is unexpected. Matthew 118 says this, Now the birth of Jesus was as followed. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband being a just man, say just, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly, which means he was minded to get a divorce from her. What are you going to do when life throws you curveballs? Anybody had a curveball thrown at them in life so from the time? Everybody should get their hands up. There ain't nothing else. There's always been something that's, had, that, that's been put in your path that you didn't prepare for. But here was a man who had a human view, and he was angry. He was hurt. He was embarrassed. And he, he looked at it, and he said, man, this woman done betrayed me. His heart was broken because this is the woman he was engaged to. He said, I probably, in this culture, I probably won't be able to be seen in public anymore. I'm very humiliated. And people can actually do the math, right? How many months do, does it take the woman to have a baby? Nine. And they start doing it in their mind. And he starts feeling a certain way. And in certain parts of that culture, he could have been cut off from his family by even being with her. He had every right, listen to me, he had every right to feel this way. He was expected to get a divorce from her. You listen, what happens with us in our lives, our flesh says this, and we don't talk about the flesh, but it means our will and the thing that we want. Our flesh says run when it gets hard. When things get happening in our life, the first thing our, our emotions and our flesh want to say is, get away from that thing as fast as you can. Culture says this, if that happened to me, I am going to get even. I read a quote that said, eye for an eye leaves a bunch of blind people. But that's what happens. Our culture says we got to get even. He could have wanted revenge. And listen what he could have done. He could have publicly embarrassed her. He could have had her banished. He could have had her stoned. But let me just tell you something. There was something different about Joseph. Even though you didn't hear much about him, there was something that stood out about him. There was something that made him see things a little differently. Even though he didn't see it coming, he did the unexpected. Why did he do that? Glad you asked. Because Joseph was a just man. The Bible said he was fair. He had strong moral principles. And I looked this up the other day. I was thinking about it. You remember the old saying? Some of y'all weren't even alive at this time. There was a movie called Doing the Right Thing. It was back in the 80s. Yeah, half y'all weren't even born in then. But it's called Do the Right Thing. Sometimes in this culture right now, we don't really know what that means. And, and I want to bring it out to you that sometimes you just got to stand up for what you believe in. 
You know what? If you have a baby, you probably need to get married, and you probably need to be a father and a figure to that child. But so many times in culture, we teach a different way. And if it was back then, Joseph probably would have ran and ran as fast as he could. Here's a quote. Try to do the right thing at the right time. It may just be the little things, but usually they make the difference between winning and losing. That's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Most points and one of the winningest guys in the NBA. No matter how much you believe, listen to me, that you're doing the right thing, no matter how hard you may try or no matter how good your intentions are going to be, chances are there's someone out there who's going to disagree with you or they won't see it the same way. Listen, snowflake, ain't nobody, ain't nobody going to agree with everything that you like. Sorry, I just had to break that news to you that, oh, that's a whole nother message right there. Chances are somebody's going to disagree. Somebody's going to talk about you. They're not going to see it the same way that you see it. But listen to this. You got zero control of how everyone else feels and thinks, but you have 100% control over what you think. No matter if there's haters out there, let them hate. No matter if there's people that are doubting you, let them doubt. You have 100% control over what you feel and what you think. Doing the right thing is not a message, it's an action. It's not just something you say, it's something that you do. This is a personal and individual decision. To change the world, we must change ourselves. We have to take responsibility for ourselves. And over the last few months, uh, there's been things in my own life that, that I wanted to change, but I wasn't doing the things to do it to change. When you take personal responsibility, that's when you're going to start seeing your family changed. When you take personal responsibility, that's when you're going to see culture change. That when you start taking that thing that you're supposed to be working on and you do it and you work on the inside out, that's when you're going to see things change. Start not with everybody else. Judge not lest you be judged. But by the same judgment you judge others, you also shall be judged. So many times we want to, oh, this ain't even part of it. We want to point the finger. We want to say this one's doing that, and they're going down that road. But yet the Bible says, judge yourself first. That one was free. Verse 20. But while he, Joseph, thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. As he thought and as he considered it, how do you react when you didn't see it coming? How do you react when you did not see it coming? How do you react when you're angry and when you're hurt? Listen to what Psalms 44 says this. It says, don't let the sun, no, I'm sorry, that was another one right there that could have been a good one. Don't let sin letting your anger control you. Think about it overnight and, rem <laughs> and remain silent. Listen to me. And think about it overnight and remain silent. Pride could have stopped him from doing what God had desired him to do. What if he got angry and he told everybody what was going on? What if he asked everybody's opinion on Facebook? And can I get a, can I get a poll going? Should I get rid of her? Should I keep her? I'm telling you. Don't let 
sin anger you. And think about it overnight. you got to keep your relationships private and not on social media. This is good. Don't disturb God's, I, I stole this one. Don't disturb God's plans by all the public opinion. You got to keep your matters to yourself. You got to keep your matters between God and just a few people that you can tell your stuff to. You can't tell all your stuff to everybody because everybody doesn't care about you. I'm trying to help you out here this morning. It's a personal choice to have faith in God and not man. Everybody's got an opinion. If you start asking everybody's opinion, you're going to find out that you'll get it. But so many times we get the opinions of someone else who aren't walking where you're walking. Oh, God, help me on that one. It said, as he thought, and he considered it. Everyone, anyone ever have thoughts that control you when the unexpected come up? Something that comes up and I didn't see it from left field. All of a sudden my mind starts wrapping around and my wife says, I bring it back. You got to bring it back. It's, it's going to be okay. You just didn't see it coming. But sometimes life just doesn't make sense. Sometimes life catches you off guard and, and it's very uncomfortable. But you got to remember this. While you're trying to figure it out, God is working it out. You're sitting there trying to figure out your life and God said, go ahead, go on about your business. I got this thing. I got to work it out. Listen to me. What the enemy meant for evil, the circumstances in your life, what the enemy meant with the situations that maybe you've come through, what the enemy meant for evil with people and the pain that you may have went through, God may be using that as your platform. Hey, listen. Pain can be your platform. I heard that a few weeks ago. Trials can be your testimony. Your purpose could be to... It could be tied to your promise. And that's what God, that's what the enemy is trying to do. He's trying to steal your promise. He's trying to steal what you know. He's trying to steal the thing he's telling you, well, maybe I'm not good enough, or maybe I'm not called to this, or maybe I, I don't. He's trying to steal that from you. So I'm telling you this morning, what the enemy meant for evil, God can turn around for the good. Your obstacles in your life, you've got to listen to me. What you've went through, it could be your platform. And the obstacles could also be your opportunity. We serve a God of the unexpected. Isaiah 55, 8 says this. For my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. Praise God for that, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could ever imagine. It's our personal choice to have faith. God had to take Joseph to a higher place so he could see the bigger picture. So many times we want to see the big picture, but we want to stay in the valley. We want to stay where we're always at. And God said, if you'll just take the ascent up the mountain, you'll be able to see where I'm leading you to do. We look from the outside in. God looks from the inside out. He looks at things much different. I'm asking you today to let God take you above your environment that you're in right now. Let God take you above the circumstances that have been haunting you in your life. Let God take you past the problems and the, and the past. And Because you know why? If he could get you to that higher place, his view is much different than ours. And you can start seeing what he wants you to see, not what you've always seen. 
listen, you've always seen the way you were raised. You've always seen the way things have happened. It's always been this way. God says, I want to change what you see. Verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name. I get to wear this jacket the whole service. Because I only preach one service. Usually by this time I'm drenched, but I can take it off at the end. Okay, let's go forward. I just thought about it. I started taking off. I was like, I don't have to preach again after this. I'm going to go ahead and sweat. It's good. You're going to have to wash this coat, but it'll be all right. Bring it back. Sorry, that was not good. Verse 21, and she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from his sin. Jacob, I mean, Joseph was looking out, and he got a surprise. He said, surprise, it's a boy. Have you ever seen those surprises where they see the, the uh, I don't know, what's that called? Ultrasound, sorry. I started to say Instagram. That's <laughs> the, the ultrasound is like, oh, hold on a minute here. we got to show you something. There's two in there, or possibly three, right? And then, but in that culture, you got to say, we shall call his name Jesus. That was a big deal back then, what you called your son. And I'm sure people were looking around going, Jesus, where'd that come from? Where did you hear that one from? But you got to understand, what do you do when your faith is tested? One thing that you do when your faith is tested is you be obedient. Look at verse 24. It says, Then Joseph, being aroused from the sleep, did as the angel, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took her as his wife. God calls us to lead, he calls us to trust, and he calls us to go. Sometimes, like Pastor Mindy said the last week, sometimes you just have to do it anyway. Sometimes you've got to do it afraid. I'm sure he was scared at the time. What is everybody going to think? But listen, obedience, oh, this is good. Obedience doesn't always produce immediate results. Think about this. Joseph never saw the ministry of Jesus. History says he died before Jesus ever started his ministry. He would never know the impact that his son had on the world. Joseph wasn't the main role in the story, but I got news for you. There are no small roles to be played. Cameron, I, you, when you said that this morning, I said, here's part of my message. I'm sure you were probably the best tree in the play. <laughs> what were you in the play? Tell me. Not the camel. A cat. <laughs> A cat. That's awesome. There are no small roles to play. So I was going to ask her to sing, but she said she didn't want to sing this morning, so we're good. But seriously, Joseph was Jesus' role model on earth. And even though he didn't play a big part in history, look what happened. He taught and he trained Jesus. And there's a lot of things there. There's a saying that my wife uses all the time. There's more caught than taught. 
I'm sure as he was walking around, he was teaching Jesus the trade of being a carpenter. He was teaching him how to be honorable and respectful. He was the ultimate stepfather. I got news for someone out there right now. We got a lot of blended families in the world today right now. And you may not know the impact that you're having on your stepson or your stepdaughter or your kids. I'm telling you, you're not taking a role... That's a role you need to take seriously because Joseph was the ultimate stepfather. He stepped in when nobody else would. Proverbs, here's why you do it. Proverbs 13, 22 says this. A good man or woman leaves an inheritance to his children's children. But the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. We have to leave our kids and our grandkids an inheritance. And I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about monetary things, not just money. You have to teach them how to work hard. I'm sure he told, I'm sure there was days when Jesus was like, I don't feel like it, Dad. Got any teenagers? All the teenagers like put their heads down. I don't really feel like doing that today. Uh, Eric was like, if you take the trash out of the trash bag, you need to put another trash bag in the trash bag, right? Guess what I did yesterday? I took the trash out at home, but I didn't put another bag in the bag. I need you to be my role model so you can teach me that. <laughs> Thank you, Eric, for, for, for correcting him. That was awesome. But you got to teach a work ethic, and you have to teach your kids to be polite and courteous. Because Jesus did not just, because, because he was God in the flesh, he didn't just become a man just before. There were things that he had to learn on the way. And Joseph was his role model. Joseph was humble also. Here's what humility does. Humility goes against our nature. It moves against prevailing culture because we live in a very me-centric, selfish world right now. And the world country, uh, the world and the culture of the world says this, promote yourself. It's a dog-eat-dog world out there. you got to climb the ladder and get up there any which way that you can. And culture trains us that position is everything. But if, but if they teach you that, listen to 1 Peter 5, 6. It says, Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you, he may he put you in a place in due time. So many, the word also says, but many who are first shall be last. The Bible says, seek the kingdom of God first, and the rest of it will be added unto you. That this must, doesn't make sense in the culture that we live in now, because it's all about us. It's all about getting what we want and go. But God says, no, no, no. If you can, if you can learn how to be last, I'm going to promote you to the front. But guess what he's going to do? It. He's going to do it in due time. Joseph was humble. He wasn't the show. And what happened is it rubbed off on Jesus because they said Jesus was the, as we read and we know, he was the greatest servant leader. And he pointed everything back to his father. Joseph was also honorable, verse 25. And he did not know her till she had brought forth the firstborn son and called his name Jesus. No one told him not to consummate the marriage. But he wanted to make sure, listen, what was holy inside of her was only unto God. 
that would have been rough. Hey, we're going to get married, and but I'm going to make you wait six, eight, nine months before we do anything. But he wanted to leave no doubt that God had done this. Joseph was honored for the holiness that was growing inside of his wife. Well, let me just tell you this as I wrap up. Because Joseph was honorable and he had integrity, he was humble, and he was obedient, affecting, you don't even know you're affecting them. There are people that are looking up to you right now, and they're going to get one thing or they're going to get another. There are no small roles. If you would, stand with me, please. Do you know how it rubbed off on Jesus? Because Joseph didn't walk away. He never walked away. He risked everything that he had, and he stayed put. Joseph had to choose to believe the unbelievable, and he was willing to lose everything. He was willing to lose a lot to follow where God wanted him to go. But here's the difference. We walked away, and Jesus stepped in. Joseph also loved beyond the hurt. We hurt God, and he showed compassion to us. Aren't you glad you didn't get what you deserved? Come on. Aren't you glad you did not get what you deserved? You, that deserves a praise. Because if I got what I deserved, I would not be standing here today. But by God's grace, he stepped in. Listen, we were in darkness, and he sent the light of the world to us. Today, you sitting out here, and you who are watching online, you have a choice. This Christmas season, you can choose the unexpected things that God has for you in your life. When you make Jesus your Savior, you don't give up. Listen to me. You don't give up anything. You gain everything. So many times, oh, listen, young people, old seasoned people. What they used to tell us and what, they, what the prevailing culture is now is you come to Christ and you got to give up everything. You can't do this. You can't. There are certain things you got to give up for reals. For reals. But the things that you give up are nothing compared to what he has prepared for you. Nothing. So you're not giving up anything. You're gaining everything. Make your choice today. Maybe you've come to expect disappointment, depression. Maybe it's always been this way and that's how you always think. I got good news for you today. God can do the unexpected in your life. You may look and say, Pastor, you don't know what I went through. I don't, and I don't discount it. Say, Pastor, you don't know how I can. I've been trying to do this, and I've been trying to do that. Well, I ask you this morning as these altars open and the prayer team will be on the left or the right, and I'll be down here to pray with you. Expect God this year, this day, to do the unexpected in your life. If you've never given your heart over to Jesus, just expect him to come in. And ask him to come in.
Because one choice can change everything. So as this altar and wherever you're at, let God do the unexpected in your life. Today, in this season, give him the best present possible. And you know what that is? You don't got to go on Amazon to get it. You don't got to wonder what it is or what color to get. It's you. Wrap yourself up today. Bring yourself to the altar. If you're out there watching online, make your altar wherever you're at. If you're here today, make your altar. If you're in the middle or back row, make your altar there. But these altars are open. Jesus wants to encounter you and change everything in your life. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church podcast.